Good Wednesday morning, and today we're going to be answering some Q&As. So we have some questions that some listeners wrote in. First one we're going to start off with was a question that was not written in, but one that uh, me and some people from church were talking through. There is a nurse uh, in one of our book clubs where we're going through Martin Lloyd-Jones' Sermon on the Mount. And as we were finishing up talking about some of it, uh, we started talking about things that are happening here in Boise and in our lives. And she was talking about the challenge where she works in an oncology office and uh, some of the employees now are kind of changing up what's going on with how they want to be identified and use of pronouns and he's being cheese and she's being he's and she's just trying to think how do I go about doing this do I do I call them these things do I not call them these things um what are your thoughts on that Dr. John well um courtesy wouldn't suggests that in one-on-one where possible you would do that. But the downside is language is needed to uh, communicate. And to change a historically regulated system and then make it dangerous if you don't get it right, it's already turning out to be a disaster. So certainly in a work situation, the first requirement must be to provide a service to the clients, right? So it's not a question of what we want, the providers. It's what they want. Um, You've got to ask them. You can easily do a survey of your patients uh, saying, would it inconvenience you if we started using politically correct speech? Now, uh, this is still an experiment. I mean, they've got about 75 pronouns now. Well... At my age, I'm not going to learn 75 new pronouns and how to use them. It's just not possible. And so if, if you've got to get angry about it every time I get wrong, it's going to be, it, that's not going to be a disaster. So I think this is a stage where you say, well, what are the practicalities of this situation? Can we really expect this? this is, the people who are bothered about this is a small proportion of activists uh, what percentage of the population are they? Well, less than four, that's for sure. So do 4% of the population have the right to screw up everybody else's communication? I don't think so. I, I want to help them in any way I can, but not at the cost of not being able to talk to other people. That would be a disaster for everyone. And in this situation, it's not between provider and patient, it's between provider and provider. Yeah, but even there, you've both got an interest in your salary, haven't you? Yeah. Well, the practicalities come to the fore in this. If, they, if they'd made it just three or four extra pronouns, it might have been possible, but it's clearly a symptom of something much worse than that when you get to 75 or whatever it is now. But it's a lot. And they can change want a different one in the afternoon than they had in the morning, you know. No, there's some instability here, which this is only a symptom. Until we've sorted out what the main cause of all this is, I think we better pay attention to keeping our salaries going. And that means not getting mad with one another, because if you're mad with one another, your company will go down, won't it? So what's a good way? Is there a quick kind of bit of reasoning that can help jump this hurdle without making waves or risking your job? Well, uh, I would ask, how many new pronouns is this going to involve? 
And what if they said, well, just one, it's just me. I'm, I'm the one person who works here if everybody could just accommodate me. Well, that, that might be possible. I don't have a problem with accommodating somebody on a one-to-one basis at all, if I can. But they've got, to, I, they've got to understand that at my age, I'm going to get those things wrong. I forget a lot of things at this stage. And other people never even learn what I've forgotten. Um, so it's, it's not a practical way forward. Uh, imagine what this would be if you were making law with all these things. In, in die of the complexities. So what's really going on underneath? They feel that they're not valued and it's appealing. Now the, the next step is to say, okay, what evidence do you have that you're not valued? Clearly using a new word that nobody's ever used in this way before is not an act of vengeance on that part. So what's the problem? Well, the problems are deep. One of the things that came up this week in the in the uh, the conference is the incredible level of anxiety that doctors are dealing with, especially amongst teenagers and especially amongst women. It, it, it's off the map. And lots of kids in school are flat. They have no, no joie de vivre. I mean, the one thing about being a teenager was you've got to fix the world and do everything. Nothing could be stopped and could stop you. They don't have that anymore. Of course, we didn't, but we had fun and we developed some resilience from the being pushed back and learning from our mistakes. There's some deep things going on which are very dangerous. And the transgenderism and the pronouns and the PC stuff are symptomatic of this. Most people are not bothered by it. They, they hoped that it would go away if they didn't take any notice. If the, if the side that's creating this pushes too hard, they'll find a pushback, I'm, I'm, I think, and I, I'm sorry for them if it does happen. It could happen. I mean, when we are fallen creatures, Christians have good reason to be scared of what can happen when you upset people because we know what we are capable of. We don't deny it. Don't pretend that we're fundamentally good. We, we pretend, we don't pretend, we believe that we are fundamentally flawed but there is grace.